Hemshe Chaim Beis, Volume 1, we're up to Chapter 61, which is the 16th Discourse, Chayyuki Sovei, the bottom of page, Kufi Gimel 113. We've already analyzed and reviewed Chapter 60 several different ways, several different times. I just want to uh, sum it up before we move on. The key thing the Rebbe Hashab is entering into now is, of course, the impact of Er Makif on our world. Because if you stopped the discussion a few chapters back, you could say, okay, fine. Er Panimi is what dominates, what defines existence, the paintbrush, the art. And uh, we know there's an Er Makif out there. God wanted it. There's a desire and so on. But now he's going, no. That desire and that so-called hovering force or however we define encompassing uh, makif that is an equalizer even though it equalizes everything it still has impact on the structure of existence not just that it put it in place and watches it from above but it impacts us actively every second so this began already actually it's really an elaboration of the tanya perik memches when he says when he says sevev the altar rebbe writes Sevev doesn't mean sevev and makif as if it's outside. It's in, it's in there. He says, it's within all of existence. It's only not manifest in any conscious way. Oh. Perhaps you can call it, compare it somewhat psychologically to the unconscious. It's there completely there. But you and I cannot, cannot be conscious of it. As soon as you're conscious of it, it's not it. Because then it's already entered your so-called your terms. But it's there. So it's an inform. You could call it quantum energy. Basically, it's a state of energy that cannot be um, controlled by us. You know, sometimes... He doesn't use that word, so why would I use it? Because later on he does use it. So when he uses it, that's when we use it. I'm fine when the Rebbe introduces it. He doesn't want to introduce it yet, for obvious reasons, because maybe it's not... We're talking more generally. You know, we're talking here before the Tzimtzum. There's no Chachmas Tamar before the Tzimtzum. Chachmas is already a level. He does introduce it later. Listen, if you hadn't learned it yet, you wouldn't have brought it up, right? So, just because you were given a sneak preview, you know. My point is, if it helps your, your, your mathematical structure, fine, fine with me. I'm just saying right now, he hasn't said it yet. So anyway, but here's, a, here's the key thing here. So in Tanya, he says, so it's unconscious quantum energy. You know, it's something like, you know, to use a good example, I use this a lot in, in, in counseling couples. You talk about love. The truth is not just love. Any real experience, when I say real, I mean not, not artificial, not superficial, does not, does not pass the muster of two key things that this modern world wants. Everybody wants to acquire things, right? And they want it immediately. The two mean things of reality. Anything that's real, you'll see, does not fit those two things. Everything that's real requires a process, and you can't acquire it. It emerges. I'll take an example. Take a child. Can you force a child out of its mother's womb before nine months? I'm not talking, I'm not talking about, if, God forbid, you have no choice. It's a process. You plant a seed in the ground. It's not growing into a tree overnight. I don't care what you do. It's a process. And it emerges. You can't go and say, I'm going to go buy it. I know we live in a society today where you can get tomatoes all season, all year round. So we're not even in line with the natural rhythm of nature. You lived on a farm, you knew this season this grows, this season that grows. We live in a world that's become so um, um, artific- artificial that we think that everything is everything everywhere all the time. It's not that way. 
So we've developed this type of attitude that, that we can acquire something, you can buy it, and it's also programmed. You know, this is the, the marketing society is if, if you have enough money, you can buy anything. But it's not a cliche to say love, truth, God, spirit. All these things cannot be bought, and they can't be and they can be uh, and they don't and and they're a process. They don't come quickly. They come through emerging. You can't like say, oh, here's the button you press. You get rid of the obstacles and it emerges. Why am I saying it? Because I think it's a big difference between transcendent and, and imminent energy. Mamalakalam, imminent energy is in there. So it's a matter of tapping the energy and, and releasing it. In the transcendent energy, as soon as you try to own it or control it, it's no longer yours. The only way you can access it is through bitl. It's like what the Chassidus brings, the Rebbe brings, that there's the, 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 the two, there's the mitzvah of shikha. There's only one mitzvah that you can have by not concentrating, by forgetting. Like when, you, when, you're, when you're picking the field, whatever you forget to gather, you're supposed to leave. So it's a mitzvah that comes through, un, and it's unconscious mitzvah basically. It's a result of your forgetting, not of your doing. Not zakhar remembering. It's not giving charity. It's what you have forgotten. So Chassadal the Rebbe brings in the Kutateri, when he speaks shikha, he brings, and the Rebbe brings it, kol ha-bareich min the one who runs away from honor is the one that honor pursues you. The one who pursues honor, honor eludes you. And the Rebbe would always, always say, often would say, when he would repeat this, he would say, it doesn't mean when you run away from honor that you look over your shoulder whether it's pursuing you. Obviously, that's not the point. In other words, there's things like honor, covet. Like it says, in the, we find in, in, in Pirkei, obviously, say, right? there's three crowns. The crown of Torah, the crown of Malchus, the crown of Kahuna. The crown of kingship and the crown of, uh, of a priesthood. Then it says, the Keser Shemtev El Al Gabayim. The crown of good name goes above, rises above them all. It's relative, relative, related here to Keser. So the question is asked, that's four Ksarim. So why does it say three? And then you add this fourth. Because the fourth one you cannot acquire. The first three you can learn Torah. A coin that comes through birth. Malchus, the schus of Malchus, Shevet Yehuda, whatever, King, House of David. Shemtav, you can't go ahead and so go buy a name, good name. You can't acquire it. There's nothing you can do. It's when you do everything else, suddenly it emerges. So the Eil al-Gabayan, that's the interpretation, that the fourth crown rises above them, meaning not just it's higher than them. It emerges when you have the other three, and you behave properly, so Kesher Shem. In other words, Malchus and many other things emerge as opposed to it. The point I'm making here is that transcendent energy, as soon as you bottle it, and you try to package it, you lose it. That's why Hashem said to Moshe, you cannot see me and live, yeah, if you look with your eyes, you can't see me and live. If you stop looking, you'll be able to see me. So, in other words, there's in, inherently in existence, there's always this element of transcendent energy. So he's talking now about, uh, and the Rebbe just shared with us this mind-blowing revelation he had, that this explains the, the, the vastness of the universe. So much of it that seems like inefficient. If you were an architect, an artist, your painting is perfect. You don't have anything extra. You don't have extra space. And here you have this vast amount of space that we will never see. We will never experience. All we know is out there. We have no clue how far it even goes. How far do the universes go? But that alone is because God planted into existence the, a, 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 a part of Sevav Kalaman. If it was Mamala Kalaman, then it's sufficient. There's not there's nothing more, nothing less. I mean, I'm trying to convey. Is that an accurate way? Anyway, so, so now he's speaking about the effect of transcendence. I said based on Tanya, because the Tanya in Perik Memches, for chapter 48, says, Sevev does not mean 
he, he quotes it earlier in chapter, um, just to give you the exact. He begins, you see, a lot of, sometimes you need to be a little detective when you're learning IM base. You've got to go back because there's telltale signs of things he's going to say. And you start seeing, hey, in the last ten chapters, he mentioned that same Tanya six times. That's not an accident. That means that it's an ongoing thread. So there's a lot of iron bases like that. You go back, you suddenly realize, ah, that's what he meant, and so on. So just part of the methodology here. See here, in the chapter where he begins, chapter 49, on the bottom of the page, just so he starts quoting chapter 48 of Tanya. He says, so when it says, Makif, bottom there, it says, the save of Empirishu save of a Makif Momaila. Save of doesn't mean that it surrounds and encompasses from above. These words of Tanya. That in truth, save of is within every part of existence. And listen to the words. That's words you use from a Male. You see the you see bottom of 86. means within and, 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 and internal. The distinction is, it's not misamsam, it's not concentrated, it's not contracted and diminished to be commensurate. It's not tailored to the to the to, to the creature. So it's not tailored to our containers, but it's there. That is, if I, I want to find a better definition of unconscious than that, better definition of quantum. It's it's there, completely there, but it's not tailored to our terms. That it should be tfisa, that it should be graspable, containable, or histopsis, enclosed, literally. And that's the expression, you tough is cool. That's the, that's the language from Tiny. The rest is from here. So, in other words, so he's there completely. That's what we say. He is the space of existence, but existence is not his space. There's a key, key uh, um, element that's an ongoing thread since he started talking about Rotson. So Rotson impacts everything, but the, but the, everything doesn't impact it in return. It's like you're there, but there's no reciprocal relationship. That's the key. Mamalklam, there's a reciprocal relationship. If you wanted to apply it as a model to friendship or to romance or to love or to marriage or whatever, you'd say uh, two people have to have a mamala relationship. They have to have a connection where there's a certain they understand each other. And then there's the mystique. There's a mystique that you have to. Um, so-called surrender to, or accept, or embrace the mystique. Like like Ave and Yira, love of God is a cl- closeness, I relate. And, and Yira is that awe that comes from something that's beyond, obviously, the God. So, so taking this theme further, so in chapter 58, he began explaining how this transcendence impacts everything. In chapter 59, he began to explain how this transcendence on different levels because it's even deeper. The transcendence informs the shayich alapnimi. That's the key word. It's shayich alapnimi. You know, meaning. And then he goes even deeper in chapter four fifty nine, where he says that the pnimi comes from the makif. Remember, where it arose in God's infinite desire and will, the shir atzmei bekoyach, the ten spheres, the the art. And then in chapter sixty, as I said, I'll just give you some sources. Because I'm, I'm going to mark it down. The ba- basically, chapter 60 begins the discussion. What is ma- the, the impact? Remember, there's two makifim right now. The operative makifim we're working with. He's gonna, there's more makifim. Remember, every world has a makif. There's Kesar of Asiya, Kesar of Yitzira, Kesar of Bria, Kesar of Atsilis. Literally, what it means, the desire for Asiya, 
desire. So each world has its transcend, its specific transcendent force. But yeah, but then there's the general transcendent, and there's two general transcendent forces that are mark of everything. One is Tahiri Allah, what we call it, the higher, um, would be called the shining, and the Tahiri Tata, the lower shining. Tahiri Allah is Eirens of Lifnehat Simtsum. It's basically the ten, it seals the clawless. It's the it's the ten spheres. It's where the where the, you already have in God's essence an image of existence. And Ak, Ak is the Tirtata, is after the Tzimtzum, you also have a a um, desire. Now, you asked this day a question, which I answered, and actually, thank God, I had learned this before, but I didn't remember exactly where. It, it, he doesn't spell it out, but it's clear from chapter 60 that there's two Ritzenas going on here. There's two, there's two levels of desire. One is the desire that's already manifest in existence, and there's still... It's still a hovering transcendent force. That's Ak. So now you already have a symptom has taken place. You already have the structure, but it's in a very amorphous state. But you can call it a structure. It's Seder Shtalshus now already. When you talk about the desire before the symptom, we're only using words that we so we should be able to relate to. But there's for all practical purpose, nothing can exist from there. If there was no symptom, I'm talking about the God, not that God can do anything. No symptom. That, if that would emerge, all, all you'd have is, is, is godliness, just in uh, the Kreich HaGvul and Kreich HaBligvul are one thing. But, on the other hand, once existence is there, you can trace it to that place. So that means, I'm not going to go right now into the distinction, because if you want to know more about this, is there's a Samach Vov called Odom Kiyiyah, which I would say is compliments. I mean, remember, remember this, this chapter was written a few years later. So I would refer to Adam Kiyiyah Samarvov, where he talks, he compliments this chapter very much. But if you go even beyond that, and here I was just looking at a mimer in Tavshin Yud. Tavshin Yud, which mimer is it? Also, chapter, uh, the mimer is, Besukas um, Teshvu, Tavshin Yud. Yeah, chapter 26 also speaks about these two the difference in Tira and Tirtata. Here it's shorter, more. 26 and where? Yud. Friedrich Rebbe, last year. Sukkus, Pasukkus. A page, I'll take exactly, page uh, 60. And the real basis of chapter 60 here, yeah, it's just chapter 60 page. Um, Okay. So yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't appear in, in the Sirius Memoris. Right. Yeah, and, and so it's not in the Malakalam. Steins asked that question specifically. Why? What, what, and? But, uh, yeah. You know that? He gave me an answer, but I got a better answer from Rabbi Ginsburg. The Malak, it's like Ginsburg gave me a better answer. He said the first time Samoth appears in Polish is in the word Solvig. The thing is, I just had a question. There's no Samach you write, but it says in the Gemara that the Mem and Samach of the Luchas were the only ones that were, you know, it was a miracle. Because they're... So why is that? There's no Samach. Huh? 
Because he said Shin and Samach. Travis Dantzal's answer that he said Shin and Samach. Shin and Samach are interchangeable. My name is uh, so begins with the Samach. Um, okay, one second. So chapter sixty is primarily based on um, on a mimer. I'm doing a lot of tracing to the original mimer of the Alter Rebbe. A mimer from the Alter Rebbe that he was said Shabbos Pasha Kisiso on a pasuk in Sodden Osav Timker and what we say in Eishes Chayel. So Shabbat Pasha Kisisa, the year was Tafkuf Samachay. That would be 5565. Five, this mimer was said by the Alter Rebbe, written by the Mittler Rebbe, and written by the Samach Tzedek, and it's printed in Biyur Azar. And chapter 60 is based on that discourse. And when you look there, it's, I mean, I would love to be able to study it like that, like really in depth. You look there, this whole chapter takes on a whole different meaning. I was confused by a lot of details in this chapter. I looked there, it's a lot different. You see the, the picture. And more important, you see the Kedushim of the Merub Rashab. Sorry, could you repeat that source again? Shabbos Kisiso, Tav Kuf Samachay. It's printed in the Maimarim of the Alter Rebbe, Tav Kuf Samachay, and the Bure Azair of the Tzamech page 256. I've been learning it, so I know the pages. And... Uh, and the Maimer Odom Kiyi I mentioned, from Samach Vav, and a Maimer called Vahoye Emuna Sitecha Tafresh Nun Beis. Tafresh Nun Beis would be uh, 1892. Also Rebbe So when you look at all those, it rounds out a lot what it says in this chapter here. Plus there's plenty of additions here. But basically the, the Kudah was, which we've discussed at length, is that, um, that to understand Ak's impact on existence, you have to understand that Ak is, as I said, Shefel Mabit. It, uh, uh, we say this in the Davin in Rosh Hashanah, that Shefel Mabit and sees the whole picture, Skir Achas. Shefel means to, uh, what did I say, to gaze and to have a glimpse of the whole picture. It's like the picture of art, the whole art, the whole picture. And there he actually adds, he doesn't say here, from the beginning of time to the end of time, and he goes through the Avis, Matan Torah, all the years in Golis, Mashiach, everything is there in that image. Everything is that image. So then the question, of course, is asked, like it says in Pirkei Yovis, everything is seen, so what means Harashus Nasuna? So where is there the Bechira? You know, he asked that question in that Maimer. The Alter Rebbe asked that question. And that's where he explains that Makif, that's why it's so critical. See, it, I, I mean, he says this here, but when you look at there, you see how it's a, the picture... That, that that's what, what that's Makif's power. That that's what it means when you say it's there and it's not there. It's not just a play of words that the unconscious is here, but we can't see it. The unconscious is here, but it doesn't impact us. Not only we can't grasp it, it also doesn't impact us in a conscious way, a conscious way. So it does not determine our our conscious decisions. Now I'm not going to say our unconscious is ak. And in our unconscious, our, all our lives play themselves out. That, not, that doesn't say anywhere. But the, the general act, let's put it this way, the divine unconscious, which exists in the conscious existence, definitely sees the whole picture, but does not impact it. And not because... Now, obviously, it ultimately comes down that Samach Tzedek says these lines, that's why it was so fascinating to me to find it, that just like God's mind creates, which is Kol Yochel, and our mind is not that way, you know, you envision something, it doesn't do anything, no impact... Same thing, Kalyachal, the other way around, that he could envision it and withhold impacting it. 
That's so, so it's definitely a power of kol yachol, but it definitely allows for true free will. It discusses at length that Samach Tzedek, which is the Alter Rebbe's Mimer, basically. He sums it up here. What I was bothered by was when it says, when he started saying that Tanya says that God knowing us gives us life. And then suddenly he says, but then there's a Ratzon Yediyah that's even before that. Before the one that is there to create the worlds. And, and he says, and that one does not um, cause the creation. So I asked the question yesterday, and my question was, why do you need to go there? You could say the knowledge, the, 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 cre- the, the force that creates existence, right, is, uh, has the power to create, but he has also the power not to impact us. But number one is in those discourses, as I said, in Adam Ki'i especially and, so, and, and a few other places, there's clearly two desires. There's, it, it's almost mashma, I would even say that the higher desire is not ak, is tahiri Allah. The desire before creation of the world is tahiri Allah, it's not Adam Kadman. And that reason, I explained it yesterday and I'll say it again, the reason it's not sufficient to say that the force that creates also withholds, because as soon as it creates, it has a relationship. To say then, in that, that would be like, you know, it, it, it's impossible for us to... It means God is creating, the force is creating us, but it doesn't force your hand. That would be impossible to understand. To say that God has us in his mind and is unconscious and doesn't force our hand, okay, that's it, that's what makif is. But to say that God's uh, desire creates, is the force of life, and at the same time doesn't impact our b'chira, that would be a problem. Now, I'm, I'm explaining it. Uh, the question is whether it really means that here or not, because... because um, you can solve that problem without resorting to this chicane, if, if, you, if you think that, 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 that we're a and the part of us that has b'chira is a godlike property and, and exists in the same place as Hashkafa Pratis, that I've explained this. Yeah. You mentioned this. I'll tell you the reason I'm not going there is because he's trying to explain this and say there's also it's not using Atmos. What you're saying, yes, you, yeah, you could use Bechira as being what he says ultimately that we have that type of divine uh, detachment, so to speak. That's what Bechira is. That God um, is like not nitvus. Bechira doesn't mean like free will in the sense you choose. It means he's not bound by by anything that causes him to choose. So we also have that. But he doesn't want to use atmustic reason. He, he wants to use it in existence. In other words, he's talking here about God's knowledge. Because remember, we're talking about a relationship. We're talking about makif now. What you described is that we have khira from atmus. That would be, you know, because atmus is, can be and not be at the same time. But here we're talking about a makif that does impact existence. And at the same time, it's not impacting our, our, our free will. Huh? No, no, but, but you have to understand. You have to understand. One second. This type of reasoning. It's almost always. It's a very linear type of, of reasoning, and, and that's why we keep circling back. And forth. It's not linear at all. It's critical because without this, you have no way back to God. You can't go jump to Atmos. That's the bottom line. You jump to Atmos, you, you don't. You do not have a relationship. You, of course, Atmos. Then you don't need this whole state of stuff. You can say Atmos gave us a pchira, and that's it. We're talking about how we need to have this relationship with all the levels of Istalshlus. Or else we don't have a an integration going on, and and he is absolutely using this. He's not using Atzmus uh, uh, power. He's using here, yeah, he's using Kol Yachol, but within existence, that something can can be there, 
In other words, the unconscious mind of God. If you say that God doesn't need to have us in his unconscious, it's perfectly fine. Atmos can do anything. But he wants to have a relationship with us. How do you have a relationship with us and not push our hand, force our hand? There's no way. To, you go to Atmos, you, you, you destroy the whole uh, structure. But he doesn't talk about it. Why is he not bringing anything that you're even... He's not even hinting. Why is he not hinting to anything you're saying? Because what you're saying is not that simple. You you read you heard it, but this this is this is the key thing that Chassidus says. Out the Rebbe says this. The Rebbe, the Rebbe can't be coming. Why is this so important? Because this is within the relationship. You have a relationship with God. If someone says, "If I have a relationship with you, and your knowledge is affecting me, so where where where, where do I come into play?" You know, if you want to bring Atmos into the picture, you want to know the truth is, you're gonna have a big problem to explain where Ariel Avedis is. Because you go back to Neir Alila, you always bring that up. Right. So then, and, and, and you know something? That's a big mistake what you're making. You're jumping to a whole discussion that, and, and missing a whole part of Chassidus. But you're basically saying there's no free will. That's really what you want to say. Unless it's God-like. There's no free will, and even, even our sins are uh, uh, somewhat planned. That's what, you, you, that's what you're alluding to. You, you learned it, but, 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 but you learned that, you don't learn this. By the way, the Nara Lila is brought in this mimer also. And, and there you see clearly it's not exactly as the way you think it is. It's not. You, you have, if you take out, if you, if you, if you bring Atmos into the picture, you're basically taking out our real effort at the end of the day. And that's why Atmos is not enough in this whole picture. When God wouldn't need to create Seder Stashas, why didn't he just create a world, put a chilek al mamash with powers of Atmos, and change the world? Why, can't, why, 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 why is that enough? What do we need all these levels for? Let me ask you a question. Do you ever think about that? I'm, I'm, I guarantee you don't have an answer, right? Because you, you really don't know why we need all these levels. Because it doesn't work. Even It doesn't work. Look, forget about theory now. Don't go live in your head. Let's talk today and tomorrow. Are, are, you, are we living our lives aligned to godliness or not? With all this knowledge. Why not? Because to integrate it takes very, uh, it's a very meticulous and tedious process step by step by step. You know, we had, God reminded we had a holocaust. We had churban beis amignish. We've had destructions. Because existence has to come to terms with God on its terms. It cannot just jump to Atmos. It's not, it, it, it won't work. It, it's not what God wants. He wants Tachtenim. And as soon as you have Tachtenim, you need to have a Seder Stalsus. If you have a Seder Stalsus, you've got to climb the steps this way. What you're saying is like this. You know, the Rebbe brings us about the reasons of creation. In Kabbalah, there are three reasons given. Okay? There's the reason God wants to reveal His potential. There's God wants us to know Him. There's even a reason that God wants to bestow good. There's different reasons. Then Chesedis brings, and the Rebbe brings it in Sichas. The ultimate reason is Nesava Kaddish Baruch Hu, desire of God, Dira B'Tachtenu. So the big question is, if you, why, why, why do we have all the other reasons for? That's the ultimate reason. And the Rebbe says the following. Because, because he desired to have Dira B'Tachtenu, that desire in turn created reasons on all levels of Ishtalshlis. That reason is the ultimate reason. But that created a reason. Why is Atsilis here? Atsilis is to reveal godliness. Understand? So to, those reasons essentially turned... Now, if God did not create a system of structure that is a logical structure, everything is, changes. But the ten spheres, which are God's basically uh, instruments, are logical structure. 
That logical structure compels us to say that Atmos wants the structure just as much as he wants Tachtenim. Understand, understand what the Vart here is? It's not just he wants the Yesh. He wants the whole structure, else he wouldn't put it there. Why? Because he doesn't just want Tachtenim. He doesn't just want the Lowest. He wants that Lowest of the world to have a relationship with him. And there's no way to have a relationship in this type of existence without communication, without step-by-step process. Why are we born, at the, why are we born babies? Why are we just born? If the purpose of Avayi, we learned first Rashi, Breshi Zbara, Shbishvil HaTayr, Bishvil Yisrael, why do we have babies? They can't even learn Tayr yet. We should be born, Bar Mitzvah, 20 years old, like Adam Achav and Gan Eden. Because it's part of the process that we need to grow through it, we need to earn it, we need to make our mistakes, we need to be able to fall. Why did God have to have that? I know we understand the beauty of, of babyhood. I wish everybody was, I think we should all, if we all remain babies, we'd be in better shape. You know what I mean? Pure. But I mean, why do you need the process? Same question you could ask. Why didn't God give... Another question. So why didn't God give the Torah to Adam Achav and Gan Eden? He told them, love the Lashamra, serve me, protect. He gave them a mitzvah, pruravu. Give them the Torah. Matan Torah should have been. Day one. The whole world was created for Torah. It took 26 generations. The same reason is given, like, because the universe, time-wise, is like a child in the microcosm. We have to earn it. The Ovis... Bar Mitzvah was Matan Torah. You need the Chinuch. Because, because, because God, God teaches us the entire Torah in our mother's womb. But then you have to be made to forget. And on a conscious level now you need to get there. Unconsciously we retain the Torah. But consciously. Why, why am I saying this? I'm saying this very important because I, I have myself had these dilemmas. When I started learning Chassidus, so first I learned the structure. Very powerful stuff. Then I was exposed to the world of Atmos. You know. And the Rebbe speaks Atmos and, and Rabiel Armashpia, Atmos, Atmos. It became so overwhelming, I started saying to myself, what, 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 do we need, what do we need all these details for? Atmos is great, let's just go to Atmos. And it took me years. And I used to even ask myself a better question. What do we need all the Pesukim for? Just tell us, go straight to Eire and Sof, Lifni, Simpson. Why do you need a Pesuk to go and ask questions on Pasha Kisove and ask questions and so on and so forth? Jump straight into Atmos and talk about Alakus. And then I realized, because we live, we're in a, we, it's a world of details. God's in the details. We don't live in the world of Atmos. That's very nice. There's no way the structure, however, will be contained by it. It's like seeing the light and forgetting that you got to, one second, can you bring it back into your day-to-day mundane reality? And I remember I went to Rabbi El and I said, you know, you exposed us to the world of Atmos, and you forgot to tell us that you, know, you have to bring it back to Ishtash. <laughs> And the Rebbe, when he speaks about it, because the Rebbe is coming as the seventh Rebbe, after everything Siddha says, the Rebbe is taking it to the next level, to the ultimate level, Derashvi, whatever, Atmos in this world. But the Rebbe is not negating this, the, the process that brought us here. You know, so I'm saying it's, it's a critical thing. It's a critical thing. You have the Etzim, and the Etzim has to be Begili. And Begili requires a painstaking process. It, this would be the mistake of, let's say, a parent who says, you know what, I'll just teach my child Atmos. And forget that there's a child needs to be spoon-fed step by step by step. You can't just jump to the kavana. So, you know, like I, like I tell a lot of people, Chabad, one thing for sure, you go to any child, they know why God created the existence. They may not know how to learn. They may not know how to read. A, but they know why God created the existence. You go to other people, they may know the whole Torah, but they have no idea why we're here. You know, it's like interesting. We have the etzim sometimes, but the etzim has to come into the details. You have to be able to, you know, to learn a piece of Gemara and see al there. You can't just... And trust me, when you start learning chassidus, you start... One, you know, you're, you're somewhat like almost bored by the details, in a way. 
But the truth is, that's exactly the point. The point is, it has to come to the details. That's why I'm being. I know exactly what you're talking about. But that, but, but it has to go through these steps, or else you can't just come to a jump and just say, Atzmus knows it all. Uh, even the sins are part of the plan. Forget about all the problems with that saying. And then basically, just uh, you know, God forbid, what that can conclude, people can come to. It's not that simple. There's a process, and it has to go through the process. The bottom line, you can't get to Atzmus without going through Atzmus's. Uh, uh, structure that he created. He wants you to go through the art. You can't just jump to the artist. Anyway. But don't we say, ultimately, reconcile the two perspectives here? Don't we say even in Tanya, in Tanya that there are two ways? There's a short way and a long way? There's a short way and a long way. But you know the short way and long way in Tanya. Yeah. But first of all, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm very excited about what you're talking about here. The, the, um, Ultimately, God, there's two ways to relate to God. There's a short way and a long way. And one would be, the long way would be through the details, through the Stauschlitz, through the Zinsuming, through all the spheros. And the other way, Tanya says, there's a valid way of reaching the Abishur just through Ava's Ava. Through, uh, through Ava Musuteris, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, it, which is your, sort of what you're trying to say, is that meaning that I hear you. I hear your question, but okay, let me. Just, I, I must. I, I must respond to this. You said that children. We're not born. We're born children, so we have a process. But Adam and Shaw and Chava were not born children. There's so within creation, they were born fully grown and established. Only once. So what I'm trying to say is that the Abraham allows, this, and it says that when we're going to go back to the time of the Lassi Lavo, it's going to be like the time when we were in God Eden. So who knows that when the children are born, then they're not going to be born as adults. <laughs> Which means again. Uh, first of all, one second. Hold on, hold on. What you're saying. Six children at a time. So I'm just saying, I'm not sure it's written. Maybe not. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your questions are legitimate, but but they, they don't contradict at all. And let me clarify very clear. First of all, let's start with the Tanya. Yes. This this short long way. Yes. You basically have to learn 52 chapters of Tanya to find that out. Those learning of 52 chapters is no way a short way. Even to learn the short way is, is heavy-duty learning. Oh, one second. Okay. The first thing. The second thing is the Derech Tzara, yes. Al Rebbe doesn't get to till chapter 25. Okay. So why is he taking us for a long way before he takes us on the short way? Why doesn't he just jump to the, the short way? Because he's dealing with, he's, he's showing the short way through, by showing, relating it to people that are going the long way. No, 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 because there's no way to get to the short without the long, that's why. Because what I'm trying to say to you, but the, the Boston talks says differently. Doesn't he say... What's, what's, what's that? Uh, hold on, the time, the I, I hear your question, but I'm asking you a question. <laughs> the short way, you're using the word short way. If you look at the yes. Sherblad of Tanya, he says, yes. He doesn't say, right. He says, first the long way. There's no way to get to the short way without the long way. The long that's the period. No, no, and, and, and also what you call the short way yes. is unconscious. You can't get the Avimisuteras without the going through that way. Simple as that. There's no magic tricks. There's no buttons. It's, as much as we all love to have that, there's no magic tricks. And the best proof of it is like this. You're telling me, the fact is, Adam and were once born at 20. After that, nobody. Is that an accident? No, Which one's the anomaly? Maybe it's because of Which the one? What? But what, you, are you? Of the no, but they, they were born before the Avera. They were before. No, 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 no. And Matan Torah is also because of the Avera. You're forcing a case where, if you look at evidence, Matan Torah came after 26 generations. That was the plan. 
Yeah. Yes. First comes a gili from Umayla, Asrusa Dalela. Then our self-generated initiative is the essence of it all. You cannot get away from that no matter what you do. And that is a process, and that, there's no way around that. I, you show me one place that says otherwise, it, it, it cannot be, not the Balshemt of nobody. To say that it has a pintula, yes. and that, that doesn't mean anything. That so it doesn't change it. That doesn't mean that's the work. That just means that there's a spark of hope in any situation. That would be... But that's but that means there's no effort, there's no avodah. You're taking away the whole Torah mitzvahs. Why is there a Torah mitzvah? It's avodah Hashem, hard work. And you know something? And when you learn a hundred times, the Alter Rebbe says becomes habit. That's not good enough. So there's no there's no tricks. There's no way you can get around hard exerted effort. The yeah. fact the fact that some you find me a situation where somebody lived a whole life of sin and then with one second did yes. truth. But, but, but it's all anomalies. That's exceptions of exceptions that are never seen as the process in Torah. Then you might as well not ch- educate your children and just hope. Why, why do you educate your children? Send them to school. Why don't you just hope for their uh, spark of godliness to, to emerge? Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why is there a mitzvah of chinuch? Why don't we just rely that the spark is going to take care of everything? Obviously, there's a mila to that because now mila no kavonet yes. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm, I'm not bending this one second unless you show me a direct source that contradicts it. There's nothing. You're, you're, I would like to say a suggestive source. A source I'd like to suggest is that... I just told you, Tanya, after 25 chapters comes and his Derech Tzara, is how many chapters it takes him to explain Derech Tzara? How many chapters? Do you know how many? How many? 30, 40 chapters. Ketzara. Yeah. You think Ketzara means you think Ketzara means from here to here? Ketzara means that instead of purely working on imposing your Moyach Shalat Alalev, you have an unconscious Ava to work with. Tell me something. Do you know anybody that finds it easy to serve God? Have you found somebody on this earth that finds it easy? If it's such a derech why is it so? Why is it so difficult for even the greatest of tzaddikim? Because that's the way it was meant to be. The whole Tanya is based on war, on a battle. So when Teir Tanya says, like he said, you know, you know, Tanya says, the pasuk says, we learned it before. The Moshe says to the Jews, and now what is God already asking of you? Hashem, all he's asking for you is to have fear of God. So the Gemara says, how could you say it's such, a, such a small matter? The Gemara says this. And then continue to say, yeah, for Moshe it's a small matter. And then the answer has to be, is because there's a Moshe within all of us. And that too takes a lot of Aveda. Rabbi Yechim ben Zakeh said to his students on his deathbed, Halavai, that you should fear God as much as you fear people. These are the greatest sages of this time. You know somebody that has a problem that fears God as much as they fear people? I'm, I'm proving to you in existence. There's no reality that you're talking about. So you're bringing me words. It's a derech tzara. You know something? It's, it's nice. I would love it to be so. But I've not yet found the person that found it easy to serve God. It's a concealed world. It's a, it's a darkness. I think there's two ways. You know? and what I've Are you talking about theory? Or can you, I'm talking about 7 billion people on this earth. You know one person that has it easy to serve God? The long way is through learning Torah. Forget it. One second, one second. You said 26 chapters. First of all, first of all, first of all, I'm telling you the short the short way is, is, is much longer than you think it is. And just using a word short. Secondly, there's no way to get to it without the look. And, and thirdly, you need both. And Derek Tzara, to say that you have a spark inside of you, and that's it. You can't get to it without the, 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 the whole process. You negate the whole of it. It's Hashem. I, what should I tell you? I'm, I'm, we're going around in circles here. I haven't presented my... You asked me for a, a proof, and I'm trying to bring you a proof, and then you then deny it. I'm saying that the whole... So everything I said is meaningless? No, it's not meaningless. I have no validity to what I said? That's a lot 
calculated, but I just responded to it and like didn't hear what you have to say to this response. The response that I had I thought was, I answered your question. No, because I, I want to. I'm listening to what you say, and I have an objection to it, so to speak. My objection to it, and then you'll you'll rebut it, and then you'll prove it's wrong. The point here is that the whole kiddush of the Palshim told. Show me where that says. I need a source for that. Simple Jew, unlearned, never learned Torah in his whole life. Never, never did the no seichel, no mitzvahs, no. Yeah, and and the sentence. And and then, but his pure of obviously for obvious Hashem, the Rambam should say, you guys can learn Torah a whole life, and this guy who says to Hillel because he can't even read it properly and just says, "Hava Abba Shemrai." Do you think that's a contradiction to what I said? Not a contradiction. I'm just saying there's two is, ways. is it a contradiction, you think, to everything I've said? Not a Why is it not a contradiction? I, I'm saying that you're, you're, not, you're saying there's only one way to reach. To the, the only through a voter through the Pratim, through Tsimsumim. I'm saying there's a short way where there's a, a valid avoda. Well, what's what's the short way you're using this time. What's that? God does not have to come through Seichel. But, but he works on it, saying Alabays with the Lord. The shepherd who comes in, it doesn't. He works on what liberty he has to. That he said, you mean that he has a feeling of love towards these creatures, energy into it all day. Okay, let, let, let's continue on. I, I, uh, okay. Are you are you playing devil's advocate, no. or you really have this question? question. So you know what you mean. Uh, I'm not going to say. I, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to. Um, I'm going to control my reaction. But it it's very similar to that discussion we had about the Holocaust. I find if you really feel what you're saying, I think you have a fundamental flaw in understanding the Balshamtiv and the Derech Arucha and everything. It's a fundamental flaw in the whole picture, um, and uh, it's 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 a distortion of the Balshamtiv. Because if that's the case, why did the Balshamtiv himself was why was he such a scholar? Why did he learn? Why didn't he just take that approach if he he knew the secret of it? And you think he's advocating illiteracy, or he's saying that even in the darkest moment there's a spark? That's advocating darkness. Should those anoshim pshutim? Send their children to yeshiva, or should they just give their, their children the same experience they had? What he's saying is that don't, don't give up on anyone, and saying, not that there's another derech and aveda, there's only one derech and aveda, there's only one tater for everybody. But if somebody, for whatever reason, was not there, so that, don't think that there's no hope. But he never made that a derech, a derech of not learning tater and finding God without learning. That, was, that negates the whole tater and mitzvahs. No, no, no! I just said to you something. Yeah. To say that somebody who's in, in, who's almost dead, and you find a spark of life, and say, you know what? That's a derech to find. No, I'm just saying that. The did, did you hear? I just I responded to you. Balshemtiv found where others may have not seen it. He saw that everywhere there's etzem is, is concealed, but not way. That's a derech for sure. Not. If that's a derech. Then the, the whole thing. No such derech. There's no such approach. So we have a Torah mitzvah, and Torah says this is the way you're supposed to teach your children. you teach them chumash, and you have to go through the whole painstaking process of chinuch. Obviously, working together with that is that we have a neshama that's concealed and has very deep connection, and working together, you want to fan the flames of that neshama and bring it to expression. That's seder aved. There's no other aved. If you say somebody, but God forbid, did the worst sins, is there hope for tshuva? Yes. But is that a derech? The Torah says, someone that says, I'll sin, and do tshuva, is, will never be forgiven. It's not a derech like that. It's not, you can't call it a derech. That's what the... the, the, the why, why am I, I... Jacob Frank and the, the distorted 
versions of Shabbat Tzvi said that. The sparks are everywhere. So you might as well go there in the first place. Nah, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, but it's one step away from what you're saying. But more importantly, there's no such derech. No, the Baal never formed a derech. He said that love everybody unconditionally. In situations today, everybody's got a neshama. We can't judge who has a higher soul. We're not talking about heights of souls. But the Aved is to bring that neshama and express it. A criminal in prison also has a nitzot zalaki. But he's still in prison. Why is he in prison? You're not going to take him out of prison. Because if he could hurt another person, and if he's abusive, and if he's a murderer, I don't care how much the chilekelekamemalmamish, even the Baal Shemta will pray for him, but he's not going to take him out of prison. If he's a danger to others. Because there's a terror that also says that people who are dangerous should be, not be allowed to hurt others. There's also a death penalty in the Torah. I mean, it, it, all this, the Balshemtiv couldn't have negated any of that. Misnagdin, by the way, distorted the Balshemtiv to saying that. That the Balshemtiv, like I even heard someone say, Chabad is for the ignorant. Eish is for the scholars. The Balshemtiv saved uh, simple Jews. The Gra saved Torah. To me, when I hear that, my, my blood curdles. Because that's what they're doing. They're trying to make the Baal Shem Tov into a derech. It's not the derech of Torah. It's a derech of, for simple people who don't know how to learn. Give them, you know, they also, we also, God loves them. Fine. It's not that way. The Alter Rebbe was a major scholar. The Rebbe writes in letters that if the Alter Rebbe was a major scholar and he went to the Magid, who went to the Baal Shem Tov, you have to say the Baal Shem Tov was a major scholar. And it wasn't... The, 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 anyway, the bottom line is there's many places in Sikhs that actually address your question. And very adamant terms, more than adamant than me, the Rebbe was completely, it's it like, this is like an insult to Chassidus, that type of approach. Anyway, I, that's all I have to say. I think it's an. Can you just give me the process of a 15 year old kid that has a choice to go to school, put on his film, or play baseball with his friends? The only way you can have a theorem, see, I think what the Rebbe is speaking about now is only what the obvious not the theorem would be. But he doesn't show the process of the theorem at all. And I think every time when, they, when the person makes that decision, it's an obvious decision. When the, when, the, when the kid decides to put on the and not go running around with his friends at 15 years old and uh, playing baseball or something. And I think that always the Osmos comes in. He's just not putting in. He's just, he, he just not mentioning something that would negate. He, he, he's pushing aside some argument that would negate it. But he's not showing the process at all of the theory. I, I, and if you agree with me, we'll stop. If you don't agree with me, tell me why. I don't agree with you because you really haven't learned this subject matter thoroughly enough, as I have, for us to be in the same league. You heard something about Atmos. You haven't learned this properly. That's what I'm saying. If you learned this properly and you still had this question, we would discuss it. I've been thinking about this for 50 years, right? Yeah, but, but so if that's the case, then, I would, then I'll tell you, there's my mom to learn that talk about this in detail. And they don't at all cite Atmos. So you have to wonder why the Alter Rebbe, the Samach Sadek, the Rebbe Rashab. Now, why don't they bring this Atmos that you think is the key to the answer? That's my question to you in turn. They also thought about it. Why don't they bring this out? Maybe it's just a solid. <coughs> no, 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 I'm saying, maybe, but that's why I'm saying, the only way to really get to this is, I don't agree with you, but the way to really address it is to learn it inside. Because he's not showing a mechanism. He just, he just how do you, how, you, how, have you learned it at length? I told you where this is taken from. Okay. 
This is taken from entire Mimer, from the Alter Rebbe said a Mimer in the year uh, 5565. Tovko Samachay. It's a 30 page Mimer. I would begin with learning that. And it's, it's a subject, it's a big subject matter. And they don't bring Atzmas there at all. They bring this, and uh, you can explain the mechanism very easily from there, actually, in my opinion. You could still say, this doesn't negate that if you go deeper, there's an Atzmas element. There's a different, I'm not saying there aren't. There are actually three explanations for how free will from a mala, save of an Atzmas. And they're all legitimate on each level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it, that's from Samachay. What was the name at the beginning of the mimer? What's the pasuk? Kisisa. The mimer. Kisisa. Sodden Osava Timkar is the actual mimer from the Alter Rebbe. In Samachay. Yeah, yeah. You have to remember in Atzmus there's no such thing as Ashgacha Pratis. That's the first reason I wouldn't go where you're going. Ashgacha Pratis is already a manifest conscious divine divinity. Atzmus doesn't have Ashgacha Pratis. Atzmus is so detached and it built him at Sias Nimtza. The whole atmosphere. So there's no contradictions altogether. There's no questions. There's no answers. Everything is possible there. No. So there, God could be holding your hand, and you see Him holding your hand. And you still have free will, even though it doesn't make any sense. So the whole question doesn't exist there. We're talking about where there's a question, and there's an answer. I'm talking down here too. No, but no, but you're talking. You're using atmosphere. As soon as you talk atmosphere. I'm into the, the, the godliness. Maybe uh, uh, to be sorry, there. It's not that. I, it, 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 there's, there's a certain point. We're, we're at, well, maybe that's what. So maybe what you're calling Atmos is called Sevev here. Fine, so be it. The bottom line is, in chapter 60, made it very clear that the idea in Ak, that the idea in Ak is similar to the idea before the Tzimtzum, that's detached. It exists, it gives life to everything, but it does not impact the free will of a person. And that's why we can choose to defy God. And we can go against God. But yet there is some seeping in of this energy in the fact that we are alive. So highest, the fact that we are alive means that we're receiving this some bitl. So there's something that is manifest. But clearly he says, yes, you, what you call atmos, for all practical purposes, you can call save event and makifir. Okay, no, no, you no, you, no, you, you said atmos is the next. Godliness? Yeah, obviously. The, no, that, that I don't know where that says anywhere, by the way. That is, that line I've never seen. That's not the Chelekele. This is, this is saying here has nothing to do with Chelekele Kalmah He's just saying the godly energy that gives life does not have to influence that, that life to make choices. Because it's, it's detached. He says it's not, that's what he says. That's exactly the words. Anyway, I told you to learn the Rebbe's Maimarim. The first thing the Rebbe would tell you is, my Maimarim come as after seven generations, six generations of Maimarim. And the Rebbe told this to us hundreds of times. So anyone that brings the Rebbe's Maimarim as a source is, it's like bringing a source from uh, from uh, from Shulchan Aruch without looking at the Gemara. You can't, you can't do that. Obviously the Rebbe says something, it's correct, but it's not coming in a vacuum. It's coming in the context. And the Rebbe is adding and, 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 and emphasizing. There's no question there's additions in this concept of the Bechir. There's, there's a long article we've written on this whole thing, the three levels of Bechir. If you want to read it, you can read it. You can see the three dimensions, what we're discussing here. Okay, 
So now we go to chapter 61 after all this. What time did we have? Hmm? It's a long chapter, which we're not going to get through. But I have to also. Okay. So he's continuing now the discussion of the impact of transcendence in our existence. And remember, transcendence is not concealed imminence. What I mean by that is it's not like Oh, just you're not yet a container for it. And uh, you'll grow a little and expand your containers. You'll be able to contain it. It's fundamentally transcendent. It's fundamentally not containable by existence. And yet, it has impact on existence. That's the key thing that he's discussing here. <clears throat> so, Vyesh Lamer, chapter 61, bottom of page one of one ten, one thirteen. We can say another explanation. We can additionally we can say, all this is going back to what is the impact of Adam Kadman on our world. The beginning of chapter sixty. According to what it says in Lukutater, the Alter Rebbe. In Psazria, the Maimel am Natsea Halashminis. The Pchinis Ak, Hagamshle Shaykh by Slapsus Pchinis Erpnimi, that the level of Adam Kadman, even though it's not possible for it to have a enclosed manifest in an internal way, like I just said, it's just not containable by containers. It's transcendent, fundamentally transcendent. Mikol Mokim, Haodah's Gilizah, nevertheless, you have to say a reflection of this revelation. Mukhrach, Liyaz bi You have to say that it exists inside of Israel. Ubagos l'sham. And the comments there, the gloss there, that means generally the Tzamaq Tzadik, Mavur explains, Shazay inyam ashiknas Yisrael niklakala, Mloshan kolsa nafshi. That this is the inyam that Knas Yisrael, which literally means uh, the, the gathering of Israel. Knas Yisrael is the level of Malchus, huh? Congregation of Israel, right? It's called Kala. What is it? No, the, the Alter Rebbe says that language. It's a language from the Alter Rebbe that you must say. So he's saying that's what he says. Well, that's what Knesset Israel is called, Kala, the bride. Kala comes from the word Kol Nafshi. My soul expires. My soul uh, uh, yearns. My soul, right? My soul uh, pines. Pines, I would say, Kol Kaloyan, it's urine's reaches up to Kolsonafshi. So that Meloshan Kolsonafshi, yes, but Kolach is all Benitzus and Shmos and Lichl Lidvog Bahashem Achot. That every one from Israel has within the spark of his soul to be encompassed, Lidbik, and to cleave Bahashem Achot in the one God. Vaavazu, yes, but Kol, but Koyach Kolach is all Betmidus. Here you go, you're talking now Balshamtuf language. And this love is in the power of everyone of Israel, the Tmidus, constantly. It's not uh, sporadic. Tmidus. Laman, in order to use to sing his praises, to sing his glory, and never to be silent. And never silent. Meaning it's. He's always calling out and never and never abates, never uh, subsides. 
So you see here, that not only is it in within everyone, it's in everyone all the time, and it never subsides. Even with people who are of the lowest stature, ignoramuses, they have this level as well. Nevertheless, it's not felt in any conscious way, benafshim in their soul, tamid constantly. It's only concealed in a form of makif, which means unconscious or transcendent, and protects, it's like hovers above them and protects them from above. That's why every every one of Israel has the power to give his life on Kiddush Hashem, sanctifying God's name, without any logic, without any rationale. Without any rationale and comprehension of godliness, only in a state of faith. Which means that it, it surrounds him. It, it, it encompasses a from above. From It's higher than Seichel. Seichel would mean it penetrates and pervades him in some way, internalized way. Here, why does he have the power to, to give his life? Because in it, in a Makavdika way, no matter who he is, he, there's, there's a revelation of Ak in there. And that power is there all the time. But it's concealed. And look, in Delvin says what says Lukutel in the explanations via Daito, that's Veschan in chapter 3. In the subject, that faith is called crown, like Keser. It's a crown. So that's And the root of faith in the souls of Israel is because Mazleo, their Mazel seeds. There's the famous story. In, the, in Tanakh, by, by uh, Daniel, that they came and they shuddered. I said, what are you shuddering from? So he says, they don't see, but they're smazel. Something in their soul sees, so they're shuddering, they're, they're trembling. So mazlel chazim means there's something inside that sees, even though we consciously don't, are not in touch, but it's like being in presence of something and you're affected even though you do not consciously aware of it. This is in the root of the soul above, this kashus of elikusum de mazlel chazim. That his connection, his bond to the godliness is because of the mazlel that sees. You know, mazel is like sometimes, I mean sign, but mazel neshama is like the root of the, sometimes the soul's source. So it's the mazel of the neshama, basically. So mishum mazlel chazer reya amitis akdus Hashem. And this mazel that sees, sees the truth of the divine unity. That's why the soul cannot, feel, cannot be separate, God forbid. Because it senses this divine unity and that it's part of it and just cannot separate from that. Again, this is all unconscious and all in the root. We have to say in the parenthesis he adds that this is not the essential connection We're not talking here about the chelik mamish, meaning he doesn't say that word, but the essential connection of a neshama and the essence of God. Because that is a hard, that's 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 why that's why that's why I didn't go there. That's how it's rooted in Atzimus. Here we're talking even in Giluyim, even in a even in a world where there's already some manifestation, some revelation, like Seviv. Even there, there's something 
Because the other words, you could say never is expressed. It's just connected. It's a connection doesn't even need expression. It's like a connection between a parent and a child doesn't need any form of expression. It's just there and that's it. Here he's talking, he says, that all that we're talking about is already some type of manifestation. Remember, transcendence, let's go back to the er. If you're talking about atmos, the whole word transcendence, imminence, in, out, symptom, it's, it's irrelevant. Right. But, and, but that atmos wants it all. So that's our connection through the desire that he wants it. Yeah, but now, now that well, now we have, so we have now transcendence in, the, in its source, as we said, is just the reality of God that envisions an existence. So really, imminent, the whole erpinim is just a, 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 from the perspective of above, is not shefa, it's er, it's how God sees sees the picture. And but when it manifests in our world, it's called transcendence. So even there, you have a connection. That's the point. Even in those levels, you have a connection. But it's still transcendent. It's not a conscious connection. Meaning it still requires Aveda, which is going to be the key point here. But he wants to say that Ak has impact. It gives us that. Let's put it this way. What the Baal Shem Tov says, that every Jew has this spark. We're not talking now the Etzem. We're talking that is really in, Kabbal, in, in, in this language is Ak's influence. Without Ak, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't have that, um, what he's calling here, that Ava, that sense, that constant love and connection, unconscious connection that causes a person to have mysterious nefesh. It's coming from Ak. Ak However, below, in the root of the soul, it seizes divine unity. Below, it comes in the form of faith. So faith is now the expression of it. Just faith without any logic. Super rational faith. And explained elsewhere, the take of that there's te- the intense faith, simple, the intense, simple faith in the souls of Israel, is because their mazel sees, because it sees the truth of the thing. He's adding more. In other words, in the root of the soul, again, we're not talking about an atmos in existence, in the structure somewhat, it's connected. But he's saying that... Uh, that 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 and but down below, what does it express itself? When you see the simple faith of a person, they just has faith in God. Doesn't no, there's no reason didn't come to it philosophically. That faith is a glimmer of the soul seeing God's unity. So only a little is seeping through. It's called faith, and that faith, the tense, intensity of that faith is coming because his soul actually sees. So it's not just. You know, he's, he's dissecting what that, where that faith is. It's, there's levels going on here. So there's an Asmazdika connection. He says that's not what we're discussing now. We're discussing that in the transcendent energy of existence is seeping through into existence, and that's what the, that's the faith in every in the Sham, in every in every individual. The mazel, yeah, the mushrash. So, the mazel, the mazel is basically the mazel is the unconscious part of the soul. Where is mazel? This level. Mazel could be yechida, chayo yechida of the neshama is what I would say. No, no, ak is ak is is no ak is a is the rutz and klali the general desire for all of existence. Ak in turn, remember it's microcosm, macrocosm. We are created with Salam Alakim. So we have an Ak within us, so to speak. That Ak is usually Chayu Yechida. I would say Chayu of the Neshama is Mazel. Chayu of the Neshama? Yeah. And, and, the, and the worlds would be Chayu of the worlds. It's like Arich. Ak is called Arich. Arich of the worlds. It's like Keser. 
Arich more specifically. Why would you say the of the world? Because Yechida is more connected to the Etzen, that's what I would say here. Arich is more correct. He's probably going to say it later. I'm almost sure that's what it says. In, I mean, ask him to be specific. He doesn't say exactly. I think it's Arich. I would say it's Arich. It's the Rotzen. What is what? Mazel? Yeah, Mazlim. Yeah, it means the flow. But Mazel also sometimes, the Mazel like Mazel Arye, the, the, the Mazel is the sign. But, but Mazel comes from the word flow because it's like a channel. Mazel is the channel that brings energy into the soul. You say Mazel the Nisham is usually speaking the soul's instinct or the soul's sensation from its source. It's, so, it's like, yeah. Fine, he doesn't say it specifically. I would say, it's, if you ask me where it is, I would, I would place it in Arich in the Neshama, which is Chaya. And then in the Stashas of the world? That's Ak. That's Ak. That's Ak. That's, that is Ak. That's, the whole thing is coming from Ak. And we can say, the Sheresh Amunu, Oid Lamailam Pchinis Mazleha. You could say, I'm saying even deeper now. The root of the faith is even higher. Then Mazlel, the the, the 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 sign or the flow. Because in seeing, there's also different levels. Remember, it says Mazlel means to see. There's levels in seeing. So there's a, there's the seeing how the Mazel sees, and there's even higher the source of the soul of the faith is even higher than that. We can say the same thing in this. We say that his mazel sees, there's also levels. Ah, that's how he's saying it. So he's saying, there's levels. But the faith that he's talking about is in everyone equally. That's more ak. Remember we said before ak, makif is an equalizer. So you need something that's equal in everyone. Mazlel Chazi, you could say there's distinctions between one soul and another, based on their source. Here he's going deeper, so it's coming from, yeah. So Mazlel, maybe he's not Arich, maybe it's Neshama. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying where's Mazlel from? Because it's it's, it's drawn, it it extends, it transmits from a higher level than Mazlel. And from there comes the sanctifying God's name that comes within Israel. And also the hidden love that has within everyone concealed. To be encompassed, to live work, and to be attached. Cleave. Now it goes to Bechira. And on this we have, this is bringing back to the last chapter. And on this we have the will within everyone of Israel to draw out, from the concealed state to bring it into a revealed state. That it should radiate also in his seichel, in his intelligence, and in his mind, and in his heart. So yes, it's there. But think of it like a pilot flame. It's there, just like there's the spark of the divine in every piece of food and everything in existence. That doesn't mean it's not trapped. So it's there, but it's concealed. It's an unconscious state. And the pchir of a person, because remember, it's makif. Makif means it's detached. It's just not forcing your hand. Just because you have a hidden love and that you have the faith, the simple faith, all of us equally at all times. 
and the, the desire to connect to God from the root, that doesn't mean you're acting on it. That's where will play comes into play. That's the level of kala that he said in the beginning, the bride, klais nefesh. Yeah, you could say the expiring of the soul, the yearning of the soul, the kiloyan, the pining of the soul. To its source, to its root and its source. This is the That's what he's referring to. So believe it with his heart, with his soul, with all his might, mamish, literally. So that's That's a mitzvah that doesn't come automatically. You have it inside of you in a concealed way, but you have to do something about it. And this, which is concealed within the soul of Israel, that comes from the reflection of the level of Ak. That is in the form of Makif, meaning non, non-containable, non Integrated in, in the souls of Israel, to be in a state of soul expiration and to give their life. And it's concealed in the souls of Israel. And it's in his power and potential ability to bring it out from the concealed to the revealed. Then he goes to parentheses. And look at what it says in the there. Talking about Lamnatseya Hashminis, Sazriya. The Orazui Mibchinis Primiasak. This reflection comes from the inner dimension of Akvi Hibin Shamis Israel Dafka. And this is specifically in the souls of Israel. She sold yeah, she sold all the Mahshava. Because Israel arose in his mind, in his thought, to be more precise. The Pirush Allah Bamakshava, what does it mean? Allu Bamakshava means rose. Allu. Like almost elevated. So he says, Allu means, meaning in the higher state of his thought. In the primordial thought of Ak. They arose in the inner dimension, and from there, the reflection was transmitted into each one of Israel. So think of it like this. We said Ak envisions all of existence. Everything, from, every, from even a leaf turning in the wind. So what's the difference? So he says in the Kutateri, there's Primis Machshava and there's Chetzenis Machshava. The outer dimension of the thought looks at all of existence, everything in time and space, from beginning in time to the end of time, sees one big snapshot. But the inner thought, which is like, what's the real purpose of it all? In Primis is the inner thought is about the souls of Israel. And that's where the, the Bittl comes from. And the bittel that we said earlier in the previous chapter, that everything that stands upright bows to you, prostrates, that bittel comes from the outer dimension of Akshi. Because all creatures have that bittel. Everything has that potential bittel. So that comes from the outer. And it's in them, not in any form of feeling at all. Meaning that in the soul, you say there is a little feeling, seemingly. There's no feeling at all. But so there's two states of Bittl. One comes Chetzenius. So both are impacted by Ak. He's now adding from the Kutateri that there's a deeper dimension. Yeah? 
Ak is makif. So that's it. Mak is always a makif here. You mean chetzenis ak is being primis? No, no, no. Here he's talking as a makif. Ak has primis too. But generally speaking, ak is, as a matter of fact, in, in Samarvav, he actually says, Yashlemer, it comes from Igulim da ak. He's more precise, from the levels of Igulim of ak. Which is the makif, and within ak itself. But here, but here it's obvious, he's talking here the makif of ak, not makif as a primi. We discussed this yesterday. He's definitely talking, as, I'm talking here as ak as the rotsen kloli. Rotsen is always makif. The general desire for all of existence. We seize all of existence, including, so the outer dimension creates bitl in all of the, the stachvilafanecha, and the inner creates this deeper bitl he's talking about here, which is mysterious nefesh. You're not going to have mysterious nefesh, every creature has a sense, has, has, has some type of bitl concealed in it. Look, animals have bitl, but you don't call it mysterious nefesh on Kiddush Hashem. You just say they have bitl because they follow God's orders, they don't defy God's orders. We have the, we have the panemius. The premise is two sides. You have more bechira, but you have also deeper mitzvah snafish. Bechira, in other words, the premise you could say is even more detached than the chutzenius. But on the other hand, its impact on us is much deeper because mitzvah snafish is what animals, you know, the shamans have that, not other creatures. Exactly. No, he's talking that even though it's fundamentally transcendent and beyond, but it's within existence everywhere, and it has impacts. He's giving some of the, the some of the it's basically he's describing our personality that some of it is coming from Ak, seeping in. Something is leaking in. By its nature, it's also the substance of the world. It, it, the whole world is... Yeah, yeah, the substance of the world. That's the whole Kaim Mushtachavel Fenacha. That's the previous that's chapter. That's not morning year or anything like that. This huh? is the substance of the world. That, that's not really what he's referring to now. He's not talking about the creation of the substance. Now he's creating, he's talking about more uh, awareness. Okay, a little, a, some type of... Huh? I don't understand what he means by there's no panemius here at all. There's no panemius. Panemius ak. It's the source of some the inner dimension of ak. That's not mak. It's still makif. It's just the premise of the makif. There's chetzenius of the makif. We're not talking about the premise of the person. When a person has a thought, for example, to create a piece of art, there's the elements of thought. Is what paint he has to gather, and the details. And then there's the thought that talks about what's the message that he wants to convey in the art. But same achshav has an inner and outer. Like the means and the end, if you wish. So that's one thing that's established. So he's now talked about a second impact of Ak on, on existence. And additionally, we will understand the reflection of Ak that's within each one of Israel. That that's the preface that we say, that we first say we will do and then we will understand. Like it says in the Mishnah in the Brachas, in the Gemara, sorry, in the Mishnah in the Masech, the Brachas. Why does Shema proceed? In Shema, we say for Shema, then we say Baruch Shem, then we say Shema. The Gemara answers, In order that first you should receive the yoke of heaven, and afterwards you should receive the yoke of mitzvahs. For you do, and it's known the Kabbalah, 
What's the difference in Aveda? What's the difference between these two levels? You're both accepting the yoke from from above. So the answer is the difference is that the the first is the bittel to einsav balharotzen, the one who desires, not his desire itself, but balharotzen, the owner of the desire, so to speak. Lift says kol mashal hurutzeni is bottle became hamitzvus to desire everything that he wants, everything but God's desire in fulfillment of mitzvahs, I accept. It's like a total acceptance of God himself, the one who desires. Not a specific commitment. And by contrast, Kabbalah so mitzvahs means accepting this mitzvah, this mitzvah, then you speak of tefillin, mezuzah, chinuch, and so on. Like we spoke earlier about the, the and this is by this is Agadama when we say that they first said we will do and then we will understand or we will hear Nishma hearing or commitment or uh, understanding is already Lakabal well Nishma here is not understanding. Nishma means to is to is to listen. Is referring to Lakabal to accept Gilihadatsainas Pratim, to accept the revelation of the specific individual desires of God. So then the bitl is to the desire. What do you want me to do? You want me to do this? Okay. So it's a connection to the thing you want me to do. The specific desire. The nasa nishma, and the nasa that comes before nishma, meaning I will do this general acceptance that comes before the specifics, who are bitl of That's the bitl to God himself. The erein sof, that's the owner of the desire, meaning... Whole different take than Nasa Benishma. Whole different take. Wow. It's a different explanation, yeah. And that's that he accepts upon that and this is that he accepts upon himself the Bitla Rotsan Bakal, the total total subjugation of his own desire. She Yulay Rotsan Bakala Shishman Bakaj Barko. We should not confuse the two the same. We're talking about the desire of God and talking about human that he should completely battle his desires. That Shiyulay Rotsan Bakala Shishman Makajbarh, that he should have a desire. But from everything that is heard from God, he should accept. And even though this first higher level, the accepting the yoke of heaven is not a form of revelation. It's not his galos harotzen. It's not a revealed desire. That's the union of Kabbalah in general. It's a kayachnelem. It's a concealed power. It's not, a, it's not an expressed power. How do you express Kabbalah it's an acceptance. Whatever you want, I will do. There's no when you learn Torah, you're sitting down, you're using your mind. When you do a mitzvah, you're acting. This Kabbalah sale is a kayach nelam. It's just a, a it's a state of mind basically. It's a state of it's suspending yourself. It's a state of surrender. Surrender is called a kayach nelam for that reason. The Kabbalah who lasts but mamish. But Kabbalah and the acceptance is last of the to fulfill, to actualize, to last of the to uh, to bring into last of the to uh, to realize in action. Loy daf kemasharetsa kim gam imichabed Allah. Huh? One second, one second. Loy daf kemasharetsa. One second. Last of the Not not daf In other words, that he should. That in Kabbalah, what's the, what's the acceptance? What's the commitment? That you should commit to action. 
Even that which you don't want, desire, even if the thing is difficult or heavy, difficult for, uh, for him, he has no uh, uh, no excuse, and no hesitation and resistance at all. So all this, a Kabbalah, is all really, in truth, a hidden koyach, a hidden power. But nevertheless, there is in it a desire. There's that the commitment to it, so to speak. And that is Kabbalah Selma That you've accepted, you've chosen to accept this yoke of heaven. Only thing is, it's not a revealed desire in a form that goes out of... What does it say? Madarga. Madarga. I'm not sure what he means, Madarga. Bottom line, it's revealed Ratsan means where the Ratsan is manifesting in some way. Like I said, it's desiring something. Here it's not expressing itself, but it's there. I'm not sure. But there's a very powerful and intense desire in the Nefesh. Uh, that's what he means, Megeder, Hagdaroge. Hagdaroge, he means, Yitzim Hagdaroge, he's going out of the containers. That's what he's... It's, it's expression means, Hagdaroge means you're going out of your your container, your confinement. It is Hagdaroge, not Hagdaroge. I thought so, Hagdaroge. It it's going out of your uh, structure, so to speak. So he says, what is revealed desire is when you have excitement in your soul, but you see him together, and you go out of your containers. Yeah, that's what he means. And Kabbalah is you're not going, you're not actively in a conscious and revealed way expressing something. It's just a total acceptance within yourself. That's how he's defining it. And even the acceptance of the yoke of heaven and Rosh Hashanah should be that is in some form of revelation. It's not with an excitement in the soul. It's a mesira giving yourself nesina and commitment. Your whole essence. That he gives all himself away, himself and his essence to godliness. Who It's revealed in his nefesh. But it's still not in a, you know, I think the best way to say it's not a defined expression. That's Kalim. Ratzon, that's a defined expression, would be, okay, God wants, I'm committed to whatever the king wants, whatever God wants. Rosh Hashanah, that's revealed more than the rest of the year. Then God said, go put on Tfilim. God said, God said, put on a mezuzah. So now you go out of your, you're going, you know, you get excited about that specific thing, you're, and you go ahead. And you go out. You see him together, Kelim. You go out of your own structure, so to speak, and do something. That's still nasa, though. That's nishma. What that's I just nishma. said. That's specific mitzvahs. Yeah, we always learned that nasa the nishma 
Nasa was doing the mitzvahs. Now we hear it, and, and now we're talking about Nishma as actually doing the mitzvahs. Okay. So, so the Kabbalah says, The acceptance of the yoke of heaven all the year round is not revealed in the soul. And the, the yoke of heaven, except in the yoke of Hashanah, is revealed in the soul. Look, these are very subtle levels, the revelations here, because, you know, this revelation, a little more, the less he's going now into Nasa Nishma. But it's not a Kalim. It's not going out of your containers, out of your structure. Because it's not in containers. Because Kabbal Samachshayim is not in containers. It's not a containerable thing. The other Ratzin has some connection to containers. Why would he even mention No, because it's a compact. He's trying to explain how Ak is influencing that higher one. The lower one is influenced probably by lower levels of Makifim. I'm assuming. So even though it's not a particular expression, See, tzim together kalim is also a little can be confusing because usually tzim together kalim means like when you have simcha, you got your you got your kalim. I don't think he means that here. He th- he means here that that uh, that there's a rotzen that is like merutza and drawn to something that is outside of that has some structural element to it. That's what he means here. You have to say that's what he means because he's not saying that the other one is not. But tzim had droge. Hadrug is not drips. Where do you get that? Hadrug is structure, is levels. Levels. Hadrug is like dargus. It's like the structure of levels. It's still, it's still a very strong one in the Soviet Duagamkin, the Bavedas Eved. It's also known that the service of a, of a, of a servant, there's a pleasure, but he's fulfilling the desire of the master. This is the joy of a mitzvah. That when you perform a mitzvah, an action, it should be, it should be with joy. Like it says in this parsha, actually, Kisave, that he's doing now the mimer, that because you did not serve with complete joy and gladness of heart, even though the work, the, the Aveda service with joy is the kavana, the intention of the mitzvah. Because in this form of service, he knows and he feels that he's, he's accomplishing something. And he also knows that he's uh, transmitting, he's drawing down and generating through this giluim revelations in the world, the giluim and revelations in the soul. So clearly this is a, a very clear, specific intention that's connected to him and his interests, so to speak. It's like the kavonah. Whereas when you're accepting the yoke of heaven, it's not with a feeling, like he's accomplishing something. We'll, we'll, we'll soon explain what he's going here. And also his intention there is not for any other motive than just serving. Remember we talked before about Bittl? The Bittl is only in order to, it's only to Gili HaMoyer, it's only to Gili HaEtzim, to reveal the essence. His intention is not in order to bring revelation to the world. And definitely not to draw it into his own and personal soul. It's only to perform, to fulfill the higher 
the desire of God. Nevertheless, nevertheless, there's a, there's a joy within from this the joy of fulfilling the divine desire. So it's not the joy of accomplishing something, of bringing something into this world, or into your soul. Right. Like for example, a simple person who fulfills the desire of a great man. He has great joy from it. The same thing as the joy in fulfilling the mitzvahs because he fulfilled the, 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 the supernal desire, the higher is God's desire. So bottom line, what he's saying here is that there's, there's two levels of the simcha. There's one that's connected to specific mitzvah, like, like the Kabbalah sale mitzvahs, connected to kavonis mitzvahs and so on, which is very specific and has to do with a particular function and so on. And then there's the simcha that's connected to the Kabbalah sale in general. It's, it's, it's all coming to express, all this is going to be explained as ak, which is er, not shefa, that reveals the essence. It's not for a function purpose. It's all an expression of that makiv that's impacting our lives. Well, the ma'ilam and even higher than this, what shemesanik ba'tainik she'yilah and even higher than this is the pleasure in the tainik, the pleasure that the master will have. So there's he's going even deeper now. So there's a simcha from the fulfillment that the desire of your master is being fulfilled. And then there's a pleasure because of the pleasure that your master has. That's even higher. You see what's going on here? In Gili Ha'etzim itself, there's even a higher. It's his simcha. The lower one is his simcha, but it's only a simcha from fulfilling the desire. I don't know if it's his simcha, it's the, the, the simcha. Here it's the joy is the joy of the master. It's not even about him altogether. That means... That he has pleasure from the pleasure above, the nachas ruach lefone, the nachas, the, 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 the joy before me, because shamati, because I stated, and nasa saying you did what I asked you to do. The pleasure above, that becomes his pleasure. Like it says elsewhere, and look what it says later, chapter 174. So from this we all have, is that, the, that, the, the, that accepting the yoke of heaven has in it, has desire and pleasure. And what is called accepting the yoke, which apparently doesn't have anything in it, it doesn't mean it's just a yoke and compelled and imposed upon you. Its main focus is not that it's heavy load and that it's forced. It's that it's complete commitment. That you're completely giving yourself and committing to it. In Yiddish. Complete giving of yourself. But that doesn't, and it doesn't come from rational and logic. It, rather, it comes, he's giving himself, committing himself to be a servant. This thing of giving of giving yourself over. The same thing also exists by a teacher and a student, uh, by a transmitter and a recipient, a teacher and a student, and by a, a lover and a beloved. The recipient or the beloved gives himself to the mashpia, to the, to the to the transmitter, to 
his beloved. The lover gives himself over to the beloved. But that's a commitment that comes with logic. That's because he's receiving a transmission from Mamashpia, from the giver. And like the, the transmission of Seichel, for example, or not, and similar. And this transmission is good for him. He's benefiting from it. Had he nasa akiru beifin kizesh mesh lats me love. We just learned that it's good with 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 God too, but it's gonna eventually. He didn't finish. He's gonna explain it. But he didn't finish his, his explaining. He brought the example. He's gonna explain it. One second. Had he nasa akiru beifin kizesh mesh lats me love. So this, because it does good for him, causes closeness in a way that he commits himself to him. The nasa akiru beifin kizesh mesh lats me. Who's giving himself to whom here? Okay, that he'd give. Or kamoi came by Evanev. The same thing with a lover and a beloved. Shuzel mitzadi duyasi by ilishaloi. That's because of his awareness of his quality. Harihu miskarav love. That's why he gets closer to him. But meisnatz me and commits to him. Meisnatz and gives himself over to him. Mashenkin in ha'avdus. However, the the idea of servitude. It's not because of the awareness and the knowledge of the qualities of the master. Or not because of the transmission that he receives from him. Because a servant actually prefers complete no commitment. An evid by, by nature is uh, wants, wants, wants chaos, not chaos. Uh, no, uh, has, wants to have no authority at all. He's forced. The same thing is also spiritually. How do you translate that? It's not the goodness of the transmission that affects him. Because on his own, you know, he's, he's, he's completely not in that uh, realm. Ki'im, rather, who nosnu mosr v'nosnu love. Rather, he's given over and completely dedicated. And he's given and he's committed to him only because of the servitude that he accepted upon himself to be his servant. Right, not because of the goodness. And that's the meaning of Kabbalah sale. Not the, the not the, that it's forced upon you, or that it's it's to negate any type of logical ulterior motive. Only because of the oil, the yoke that he accepted the servitude, the oil of the the yoke of the servitude that he accepted upon himself. All this is to explain that it's not like some type of punishment or some type of um, uh, that doesn't have any joy. It has within a desire and a pleasure. Except that joy, that desire, and that pleasure is not in the giluim because of what he's accomplishing. It's in the etzem. It's in the desire. It's in the in the in the, in the, in the contentment of that the will has been fulfilled, or in the joy, even higher, the joy of the master. So if it's if it's a desire and pleasure, what exactly is the accomplishment? Is because the yoke of heaven is that there shouldn't be any opposition and resistance at all. In words, what do you need Kabbalah sell? If he's having pleasure and from the from the pleasure of the serv- of, of the master, 
or from it being his desire being fulfilled, why do you need Kabbalah Shell? Why do you call it a accepting the yoke? He says, because that's in order to get rid of any opposition and resistance that you may have. So you, there should be no block or obstacles and resistance at all. Even in the things even the things that the master is asking of him that he has no desire for him. No, no, Shaloi, yes, lay dots of him, but him, Hippocratesene. Lubadon Shaloi. They does not have right, does not have a desire, and they're opposite of his desire. Ach, zel madrega tachtenem bavedis, baavdis. However, all this is the lower level of servitude. For Indian Evid Kanani, this is the servant, the Kanani, the Kananite servant. Shein le shum rotsen ve eserak mitzad ela odin shalav. Has no desire. And he does only because of the yoke of the master upon, upon him. The, the, the true yoke of heaven, accepting the yoke of heaven, that he has a desire and pleasure in his service. It's just not for his own benefit. This power is in the souls of Israel because they're rooted in Ak. So he explained, basically... In the servitude itself that he talked about here, there's a lower level and there's a higher level. You can be just completely dedicated just to the work, blindly, and that can be someone that's Avid Kanani too. So there's no Giluim, there's no revelations. It's not Nishma, it's Nasa. But what he's talking here is deeper. That there is a... a, a he could have, so there, there would be no desire at all. Here there is a desire and there's a pleasure, but it's not for him. It's for the divine. And that... Is Ak. Going back, that's the root, that's rooted in Ak. Because Ak is called Raivid the Chorayvid. The will of all wills. The desire of all desires. The desire for desire. And from there it's extend, it transmits to the souls of Israel. And there extends to the souls of Israel this power to have the subjugation of their desire. It's called to desire everything that God desires. That's what it says Moshe wrote for them. He wrote for them all their exits to their journeys. All their, huh? Well, the story of all their uh, journeys. They might say, Moitzeim means it's from the expression Kamitzimayim, like water. Kamitzimayim, like drawing water. That's the soul of the source of the souls of Israel, the way as they're rooted in Adam Kadman. Or Moshish, who's Shushbina de Malka, and Moses, who's the Shushbina, the. Translate Shushbina. Uh, Shushbina is like the escorter. You know, the two escorters from both sides. The escort of the, of the king, there's the one that escorts the queen, is the one who escorts the king. So Moses, escorter of the king, <laughs> he generated or he drew down and, and, and transmitted into the souls of Israel from their root and their source, the way they are in the essence of the divine energy light, the inner dimension of Ak. And look at what it says, look at the Torah on this pasuk, v'sham. And there it says, the Amshachihi l'maseim, 
And the Pasuk, in other words, the Maseh, Maseh, Maseh. And there it says the Hamshach, the transmission, the Maseh, she yuchlulis alis momatala maila. So Maseh is the way it's drawn down in them from Ak, is drawn into the souls, this power. And Maseh, their journey is the opposite. Is how they elevate that they should be able to elevate from the below from below from the below upward because it's with in the level of with all their might. And we can say that the power, this hidden power, for them to have this acceptance of the yoke of heaven that we spoke about. Is, is is fundamentally there in the souls of Israel. We could say this is an inheritance from our patriarchs. Like the hidden love. That has each one as an inheritance from our from our ancestors. And look what it says in Tanya eight, chapter eighteen and nineteen. And what Moshe drew down, who she has galus haratzin. What Moshe? So if that's the case, if we have it from our office, what else do we need? Okay, this is the explanation here. So that we have what Moshe drew down, that there should be a revelation of this desire. That should be the love that comes from the power of it being drawn down from their source. And from what it says in the beer in the there, it's apparent. It seems that this is the bitl of Kabbalah Zel Macho Shamayim. Okay. So we have this which comes from the Makif, from Ak, that comes from Moshe, that's that. That should be the reveal. And Moshe draws down that it should be revealed. Okay, Kitzur. Also, from the reflection of Ak, you have the power of, of giving our lives and sanctifying God. And also the, the and also the level of hidden love. And through his free will, he brings it out to reveal the in his mind and his heart. That's the level of the bride. The soul's expiration. And this comes from the inner dimension of Ak. And specifically in the souls of Israel. could also say that from there is also the power of the bitl, subjugation of the of the prefacing we will do and then we will hear. That's the bitl to the source of the desire, the owner of the desire. That's accepting the yoke of heaven. Even though it's concealed, nevertheless, it's very intense, very powerful. And it also has joy in it that you fulfill the desire of the higher desire. And also joy, pleasure, that, that is pleasure above. You have pleasure from God's pleasure. It's called accepting the yoke because it's complete commitment and giving over of yourself. Not based on rational or benefits. Not like a teacher and student or a giver and a recipient there, where there comes from knowing from an awareness and Kabbalah from receiving something. And that's the Meitzayim, the Maseim, the, they told all the, 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 the stories of their the, the, the narrative of all their travels. What's the narrative of the travels? The power that Moshe draws down from Ak, from the root of the souls 
and then the power that they can climb upward and reveal it. So we finish chapter, okay, 61, pages 113 through 116. Why is it that time uh, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the fact that the 